I've got the country we just couldn't leave alone. Oh, and I've got lots of lovely moolah. Welcome to Date Fight. It's a podcast where we take great things that occurred on this day in history and we pitch them against each other. Yes, we do. He's Jake Yap. I'm Nat Tapley. And together we have ordered two bags of flour from the supermarket of time and are seeing if they arrive before we starve to death. Joining us today is Alex Von Tunzelman, superb historian and author of Red Heat, Real History, Indian Summer and Blood and Sand. Hello, Alex. Hello, Nat. Hello, Jake. How are we? Hello there. <laughs> Very well, thank you. Yeah, how how are your flower supplies, Alex? Well, actually, not too bad. Um, our neighbourhood seems to have a bit of a, a bit of a supply, so um, I've even sort of you know uh, been directing people to it. I feel like a sort of flower. When you dealer. say supply, that doesn't yeah, yeah that doesn't You've sound got like a dealer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is from a shop, but you literally have to take a bag in and they'll fill it up round the back. So it's quite exciting. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, I hope it's flowers that I bought. <laughs> Yeah, otherwise that birthday party is going to go with quite a bang. (laughs) Right, let's find out what the best thing to ever happen on the 27th of April was. I'm going to take us to the 27th of April 1953 and the launch of Operation Moolah. In November 1950, MiG-15s were introduced in South Korea and the Allies got quite worried because um, they were better than any of their jet planes. I don't understand about jet planes. Anything I say about them is all, we'll be guessing. Um, I guess they're bigger or faster. I don't know. Yeah, the um, bigger elastic band. <laughs> They've got a jet nap. Oh, that's, that pretty much is the sum of all my knowledge. Um, and so they were trying to get their hands on one. Um, and in 1953, on April 27th, they offered $50,000 for anyone to fly a Meg to South Korea and then walk off and leave it there. Or another 50000 so a full $100,000, if you came over and defected with your plane. They dropped 1.2 million leaflets in Russian, Chinese and Korean um, all over... Uh, Korea, after which no MiGs flew for eight days, because the Russians had been pretending that they were Korean planes. Uh, They'd been, I don't know, drawing the Korean flag on them or something, or just painting, this is Korean, not ours, signed the USSR over them. Um, And so they stopped flying them for a few days. um, And within a few months, the war was over, and no one had defected at all. But in September, someone did. Lieutenant No brought his Big 15 over and he defected, uh, but he didn't know about the $100,000 award, so he didn't get it. Also, oh. Eisenhower didn't think he should have it, so, uh, yeah, he didn't get his reward. But the Americans did get a Big 15, but not as a, as a result of Operation Moolah. Wow. OK. I've got the loveliest turn of phrase ever. In, uh, let's be honest, a Wikipedia entry. (laughs) Is it citation needed? It's the 27th of April, 1961, and Sierra Leone is, and I quote, granted its independence (laughs) from the United Kingdom. Well done, you. Um, I've got a brief history for you of Sierra, because I was like, I don't don't know. I confess to my ignorance. My knowledge of geography is slightly less than Joe Wicks, which says a lot. (laughs) 
basically, um, the Europeans found Sierra Leone in the sort of 1400s and fucked it over. And then they set up slave markets for other people from all over Africa that they were buying and selling. Then the British returned freed slaves from America to there, but with hopelessly inadequate resources. And the Sierra Leone company refused to give them freehold on the land uh, and any property there. So they were kind of there, but didn't really have any agency or autonomy. Uh, the settlers were continually threatened by illegal slave trading and the risk of re-enslavement. Then, in 1799, some of the settlers revolted. So what did the Brits do? Well, we'll get some of them other slaves from yeah. over in Jamaica and we'll make them go and fight those ex-slaves instead. So yeah, they did yeah. that and then they overturned it. And in the process, the ex-Jamaican slaves took all the good stuff from the ex-slaves that were already there. So you had former slaves beating up other former slaves and taking their property. Then Britain was like, oh, we've got rid of slavery. Where should we dump all our old slaves? We'll dump them in Sierra Leone, shall we? And then if, and when we say dump them, what we mean is we will sell them as apprentices for $20 a pop. And if we can't sell them, we'll force them to join the Navy. So then in 1898, this guy called Colonel Cardew, who was a right <laughs> established, I'm going to have to bleep all yeah, of this, established a, a new tax on <laughs> dwellings. Awesome we talk about called, Britain. There's a lot yeah, it was the, yeah I, I, I reserve the right to say bleepable words when I'm talking about <laughs> British politics. So um, he, he was called the Hut Tax, and all of these chiefs of uh, the tribes that lived there said, you're asking us to pay a tax that's higher than the value of our properties. This is unpayable. We're going to have to have a war over that. The British fired first. Mm -hmm. Then uh, domestic slavery, which was still going on, by the way, was abolished in 1928. But then in 1935, a, a monopoly on mineral mining was granted to the Sierra Leone Selection Trust. Let me elaborate. Mm -hmm. That's run by De Beers. Okay. And that monopoly was scheduled to last for 98 years, mm -hmm. meaning it's still Still got another 18 years to run. Yep, yep. And, uh, but anyway, on the 27th of April 1961, Sir Milton Margai led Sierra Leone to independence from Great Britain and became the first prime minister. And many thousands of Sierra Leoneans took to the streets to celebrate. And it was really great for about six years in the whole history of the country until military coups and civil war carried on ripping the country apart. We did that. Well done, us. We did every little bit of that. You're Once welcome. again, feel free to tune in every morning for your latest dose of why Britain's just the best. <laughs> yeah, of collective countrywide ego shaming. <laughs> uh, whilst we sit in our own shame and wallow, I will do the birthdays. <laughs> Birthday to Mumtaz Mahal, the Mughal Empress, whose tomb, commissioned by her husband, is the Taj Mahal. Happy birthday to Betty Mae Tiger Jumper, the only female chief of the Seminole tribe of Florida and founder of the tribe's first newspaper. Also, happy birthday to Michael Fish, who laughed when he was told on television that there was a hurricane coming in October 1987. He laughed because it was the wrong one, but there was another one. I mean, he does still say oh, it was the wrong one. It was a different hurricane. Yeah, Michael. There are two hurricanes on the way the same night. No one believes you. Happy death day to Zebulon Pike, 
who is only in this list because his name is Zebulon Pike. Um, he was an American explorer who found Pike's Peak and led two expeditions for Thomas Jefferson. Happy death day to Ralph Waldo Emerson, who was poet, but he also changed his wife's name from Lydia to Lydian, just because he liked it better, despite the fact that Lydian isn't a name. He then refused to refer to her by her new name, calling her Queen or Asia. She had to call him Mr. Emerson. Absolutely true. He made her call him Mr. Emerson. Happy oh, death wow. day to Ruth Handler. She invented the Barbie doll. Uh, she didn't design it. It was designed by a missile engineer called Jack Ryan. I'm sure we can see where his missile drawing skills came into the design of that doll. Uh, <laughs> she was later fined $57,000 and sent sentenced to 2,500 hours of community service for securities fraud and fake reporting. Happy death day, Ruth Handler. That's the death days and the birthdays. So, Alex, which of the two, what, which of uh, Operation Moolah, that pivotal event which had no results in the Cold War, and <laughs> the entire destiny of Sierra Leone, do you consider to be the most important? Yeah, I'm afraid this isn't a particularly close one, Nat. I think uh, yeah. interesting as All Operation right. Mueller is, fun as the story is, clearly Sierra Leone's independence is significantly more important, especially for the Sierra Leoneans, who sounds like they richly deserved a break. Yes, I'm just quickly flicking forward to see what else... Oh, no, this week is not looking... <laughs> Picked this is extraordinary. Story. Yeah, 2-0 two nil to, two nil to Jake. For, I Alex, can we just first... confirm there was no kind of a bung situation? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that bag of flour, just send it over, right? <laughs> Flush that bag of flour. We take it round the back <laughs> and fill it with something. Um, yeah. We'll be back with another date fight tomorrow. In the meantime, uh, why don't you uh, follow us on all the social medias and stuff? Because that's what all the kids are doing nowadays. Yes. On Twitter. On Twitter. At, yes. Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> date underscore fight. And at Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash date fight. And at Patreon, it's patreon.com forward slash date fight. And you should buy the books Red Heat, Real History, Indian Summer and Blood and Sand. And do all of that. And we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> That's your homework. Bye-bye. Yes, bye-bye. <laughs>